Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Lots to get to. Three big interviews today. Got Nico LaHood at the bottom of this hour. We've got uh, Campus Reform next hour, and then we're going to go out to the Great White North and talk to Sheila Gunn-Reed, who is a show host uh, on Rebel News. We're going to talk about, about Justin Trudeau and what the hell's wrong with the guy, about the, the, the gun legislation that, that he just, this gun move he just made. We also talk about how he wants to be a dictator. Uh, she thinks, it, like I do, that he's a tyrant. Very interesting conversation there. But uh, yeah, we'll start this hour with Nico because we've got this, these out-of-control DAs in these counties across the nation that are making the most ridiculous decisions that are ending up in the deaths of innocent people. It's very, very strange. We'll get into that in a little while as well. We'll also talk about the gas prices and the, the latest excuse for why the price of gas is high on a Thursday. Feeling all right? Uh-huh. Carrie, should I try to sing or not? No, I wouldn't. You're saying don't do it, huh? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> you just looking out for me? Because I'm your friend and I can't. Uh-huh. That's what it is. Sam and Paul along for the ride. Let's go. It's called the COVID blues, no? No. You know, I'm going to have to do a COVID song once I really can sing again. I'm sure. I've got one in mind. I've got one in mind. We'll see if that'll work out. I'm going to try to sing anyway. I don't care. Someone locked the door and took the key. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) The COVID blues there. All right. Still dealing with COVID-19. We're about five days in, something like that. Here's the hard part. You got to figure out when you got it, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know when I got it. Um, I know where I got it. I got it in New York. But I'm not sure exactly when I got it. Yeah. But I can assume that it was Friday or Saturday. Now, today is Thursday. So if I got it Saturday, let's just say Saturday, the latest, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Sunday is one day, Monday is two days, Wednesday or Tuesday would be three days, mm-hmm. Wednesday four days, today would be five days. I don't think you're contagious past five or five days. Now, the doctor mm-hmm. says five to ten days you're gonna be contagious. Yeah. Well, let me say this: I'm a little tired of my wife running around after me with the Lysol can. <laughs> no, that's the first she's thing. She's protecting the rest of the family. Everybody's fine. Everybody's and fine. And she wants them to stay that We're way. We're socially distancing. I'm not touching anything. I'm not even allowed to watch TV with them or anything. It's stupid. It's not stupid. No, I'm not a monster. <laughs> so, um, I wonder how long she'll keep this up. Maybe a couple more weeks. Maybe like nah, no, you still have the quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, have, I'll have my own townhouse by then <laughs> but um at the at the end of the day i'm tired of it it's stupid um i guess fauci has it too mm-hmm. but um it, whatever any by the way he's i think he's vaccinated 
and double boosted. Double boosted. Mm-hmm. Double boosted. Oh, we the, now, when they say boosted for Fauci, they mean like a booster chair? Like a booster seat? No, 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 no. He, a booster he's short. shot you know what I mean? for the vaccine. That's what they mean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. I just sang the hell out of that. <sighs> you did not, actually. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I enjoyed it, so you can just again. back off. I know you did, because you're you laughing. Back, I'll, I'll play it again right you're now. Laughing, I'll play it again it's right so now. <laughs> it was not bad. It was amazing. It really was. Um, all right, so uh, we've got a lot going on. Yeah. So, now, did you hear the latest one? I guess there are some Democrats that are blaming Republicans for why the price of gas is so high. This is, this is a new one to me. Uh, why? The Republicans did it because there was some anti-price gouging legislation last month that they, they offered up and the Republicans all voted no. And plenty of Democrats right. voted no as well. That's why it died. But um, it was just some some very weirdly worded, if it's outrageously higher price than it should be, then there will be hell to pay. I mean, what does that even mean? Who <laughs> I knows? Know. I don't know. Who knows what some some subjective, outrageously high price is? Nobody. So they're just pulling it out of the air saying, remember when they try to say that the, the Republicans wanted to defund the police too? Yeah. They keep on making these things up and they think that people are just going to buy it. The Democrats are the best at throwing lumps of crap against the wall just to see what sticks. And this one did not stick. But I mean, that that's just dumb. And then yeah, you have this poor schlub. In the sk- How out of a job is this manager at that gas station, do you think, Carrie? Oh, so out of a job. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? This is bad. Do, yeah. do me a favor. Give, give us this story just for a little bit of comic relief, mm-hmm. although I feel bad for the manager, and then I'll give you what mm-hmm. Karine Jean-Pierre had to say about the price of gas and about the patriotic duty of the oil companies. Go ahead. Uh, this is from JoePags.com. California yes, residents of Rancho Cordova were in for a nice surprise, and they stopped off at a Shell station only to find gas cost a mere 69 cents a gallon. The current average price per gallon of gas in California is a whopping 6.43. So when drivers such as Daryl Sarita of nearby Sacramento saw the low price tag, he took full advantage. As Sarita posted a video filling his car to social media, captioning the post, we got to fight these gas prices somehow, 69 cents a gallon. I am loving this, Sarita told Newsweek. I posted this on my Instagram and replied to anyone who messaged me. I called my mom and told her, called my brother, told him too. I thought it was too good to be true until I checked the gas meter in the car and it was full, but I only spent $14. I filled my car up, left, came back with a second car, filled it up, then left again and came back with my cousin and filled up 150 gallons of a 500-gallon tank. Now, the whole gas station was filled with cars and people with extra gas cans. And Sarita's joy, along with those he had shared the good news with, came to an end after it was discovered the station manager had accidentally left out a nine when attempting to list the price at six ninety nine a gallon for the unleaded gas. And the manager was fired for his mistake and is attempting to pay back the sixteen thousand dollars lost revenue during the roughly three hour price blunder. It's one of the what, what would you do <sighs> things, isn't it? I mean. The, the customers didn't do anything wrong. It was 69 cents. They did buy it, yeah. but they knew that it was a mistake. I, coming back and then filling up a 500-gallon tank and taking another 150 gallons of gas. I mean, come Well, on. he could have filled the whole 500-gallon tank, I guess. Well, I guess, but, I mean, guess so. But... It, and then Instagramming it and telling everybody else I to know. come and get some. <laughs> 
You know, and, and that, this poor schlub, you said the person got fired, right? He did. Yeah, he's fired. And he's trying to pay back the $16,000. Yes. Yeah. See, I, at that point, would feel bad. Now, look, if you make a mistake, I think there should be some consequences, but not $16,000 and you're out of a job. Um, it, 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 it's a simple mistake. And, you know, the, the converse side of that or the opposite side of that could be you had one job. Make sure that there's an extra nine. I mean, I don't think that the customers are in any way liable to pay back that money. They mm-hmm. paid what, what, what they were asking. You know, yeah. Any gas station can charge whatever they want anytime they want. I put $20 a gallon if I want. If you come and spend 20 a gallon, I'll take it. Uh, I'll put 20 cents a gallon if I want. If you want to pay 20 cents, I'll, I'll take it. Um, so th- that's not on the customer, but I've got some scruples. I mean, at some point I'd be like, wow, <laughs> I, I got my tank of gas and it's $14. I'm not going to come back with four more cars. Yeah. I mean, would you? Would you? Um, no, I wouldn't. You, would you fill up your gas tank and say, hey, yeah, that's. I don't think I would notice. I don't think great. I would notice until the tank was full, to be uh-huh. honest. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But but I well, here's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't I wouldn't like get two gallons and say, "Hey, buddy, can you charge me six more dollars a gallon?" I know. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I would do that. It's like, yeah, I think. I don't know that I would do that. Wrong. I'd rather pay six ninety nine a gallon rather than sixty nine cents. Because I tend to be pretty uh, innocent, I think that I would assume that it's some radio station promotion mm-hmm. or something. So it'd be like, who's going to make a six dollar a gallon mistake? Yeah, so I think that I would. Mistake. I would make some. Make a quick assumption. I would not, however, tell the person, please, you're just not charging enough. <laughs> I don't think I would do that either. But I wouldn't advertise it either, and I wouldn't come back with eight different cars. No, Polo, I wouldn't would you do, do that. Come on. Oh, you're eating something? Sam, what would you do? I would definitely fill up, and I would probably call everyone I knew to say, hey, you know. <laughs> really? I fill up. You're a pretty <laughs> honest person, though. You wouldn't, you wouldn't give them the high sign? You wouldn't say, hey, listen, I got a full tank of gas, but you might want to check the price? I mean, it's not my fault that someone else made a mistake, right? Well, it's true. I mean, again, you're not on the hook. That's for sure. Paul, what would you do? Probably the same as Sam. You call all your friends? Yeah. And I, I, would, I would notice it, I think, instantly because with the way the prices have been now, like I'm always looking to see how much it costs beforehand. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the cost per gallon by law in most places might even be a federal law have to be posted outside like on a sign. So if I pull in and it says 669 a gallon and or 699 a gallon, whatever whatever it was, like 699 I think is what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And and I I pull up I I I wouldn't think twice. I would just put the thing in and start filling it up. Think that I was being charged 699. Then it stops and I've only got a $14 bill and I've got, you know, 15 20 gallons of gas. So we okay, something different happened here. I don't think that I would notice beforehand. I'm not I'm not being I'm not being Sus, as the kids say, about that. I, I really well, don't. Because I would, I would assume I was paying what was on the sign. Well, I, I've been going to like Sam's Club and I guess I should say Bam's Club and yes. and Roscoe, <laughs> Bam's. Roscoe uh-huh. right. to, to get uh, my gas. So they usually don't have it out. So you only see it on the oh, okay. machine, on the pump. Oh, they so, don't. They don't put it out there on the. I thought they had to. Uh, the only time I ever see it is when you're inside their store. They might have okay. a sign that says how much it is outside. I got you. I, I feel for the manager. You made the mistake. Whatever. Um, you know, you live and you learn. But I hate that the person's out of a job. If if he's going to figure out how to pay back the sixteen thousand, let him have his job. You know what I mean? Yeah, his family's created a GoFundMe account for that. 
So right. I mean, if he if he pays Maybe it back, help. let him work there. He made a mistake, yeah. and he's and he's rectifying. It's not like he's saying you got to keep me, and I'm not going to pay you back. And then of course there's this this young lady, um, Karine Jean Pierre, who is absolutely a horrible president. I, honestly, I, I I had high hopes. She seems smart, seems nice enough. God bless her. She's black, gay, and female. Told us the first day. Um, but she she has just said nothing that impresses me so far. I don't get it. But here's what she had to say about the gas prices. Now, we, we want to focus on the oil refinery, which is why we put out the letter um, uh, uh, today or yesterday. I'm losing my, my t- track of time. And so we see that as an important first step. Uh, in making sure that the oil refineries are doing their their part, again, patriotic duty, in making sure that they're putting out capacity and they're not uh, taking advantage of a, t- uh, of, of a war uh, that is hurting the American public. What the hell is she talking about? What the hell is she talking about? It's the oil company's patriotic duty to not take advantage of a war that's hurting Americans. What? The oil companies, one year ago today, in California, and I I, I forget exactly what city it was, it was $2 a gallon cheaper than it is right now. This has nothing to do with the war. This has to do with the policies of the administration that came in. It was an unpatriotic thing to do to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. Unpatriotic thing to do to go after fossil fuels and campaign on the fact that you were going to get rid of fossil fuels and no new uh, no new fracking. You said that as well. It was unpatriotic to take us from energy independence to dependence to where he's going to go beg now for Saudi Arabia to give us some more oil. It's unpatriotic to not give drilling permits, even though you claim that there are a bunch of permits that are available. You can't do anything with them if you can't drill. It's unpatriotic to shut down Anwar. Unpatriotic to not go to the Outer Continental Shelf. You said, don't, don't, I don't want to hear about patriotism and the oil companies. The oil companies were not charging four, five, six dollars a gallon when Trump was in office. If they were only about price gouging, why wouldn't they do it under him? Because they actually set the price according to what the price per barrel is. The price per barrel is astronomical right now because we have to beg and plead and steal and release it from our strategic reserves to get any oil. That's why. What a, what, a, what a dumb thing to say. But again, virtue signaling from the left is not something that's new. She did that. She said that. Patriotic. Patriotism. Said it twice. The reason she said that is because she thinks there's a segment of a population that will say, yeah, it's unpatriotic what the oil companies are doing. And there are some people that are just being locked up and say, yes, I'm a Biden drone and I'm going to blame the oil companies, even though every policy that Biden has put in place when it comes to energy has harmed our ability to get cheaper gasoline at the pump. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks. 
it is the Joe Pag Show. We'll have uh, Nico LaHood, bottom of the hour, former DA, Bear County, Texas. We're going to talk about uh, George Gascon, the DA out in L.A. County, and uh, also the guy just got uh, got launched with Boudin, something like that, in uh, in San Francisco. Why, why are these Soros people getting in office? Why does Soros want more crime in the streets? Uh, why was this guy out that killed two uh, L.A. County cops yesterday? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And now there is a recall effort that's in place um, for this guy in L.A. The guy in San Francisco just got, got removed. And this is what should happen to anybody who is a Soros DA because these people are radicals. They're radicals. They don't care about crime. They don't care about your safety. They just care about the position. They care about reshaping America in a very progressive way. We'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. Let me tell you about uh, Newsmax. Greta Van Susteren started her show back. She's back on cable news. It's, uh, it was Tuesday that she launched the new show on America's fastest growing cable news channel. Every night, Greta's proving that people want real news without the media spin. Her show is called The Record with Greta Van Susteren. Everybody's talking about it. Tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern Time as Greta broadcasts from Washington with the real news, giving you the facts you need. She's asking the tough questions the big media will not. Find out why millions are making the switch to Newsmax. It's on all major cable systems, streaming platforms too. Make the switch. Watch Greta Van Susteren tonight. Check your program guide or get info on her new show. Text the word Greta to 39747. That's G-R-E-T-A to 39747. Text Greta to 39747. Switch to Newsmax today. It's real news for real people. Download the app. I've got it on my phone. I've got it on my on my iPad as well. You can watch it anytime, anywhere. No paywall, nothing like that. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Make sure you watch Greta Van Susteren. If you, listen, she's on when I'm on, so just go ahead and DVR and make sure you, you don't miss a show. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Doug, Wisconsin, what do you think about this cheap gas? <laughs> well, it's kind of different viewpoints. I'm like you, Joe. I don't pay attention when I'm filling up gas. I just put it in there, assume what's on the thing, and, and pay it when it's due. Right. But I think if I did like you did, looked at it say 14 bucks, I would take it one step further. I, and I think if more people did something like this, watching out for our neighbors, watching out for our friends, watching out for the guys, go in there and say, look, Something's obviously wrong, um, you know, so I would even say, should I pay more? But I would just say, you need to check this because this is wrong. And if we were to watch other people and protect people and watch their backs, you know, uh, and just be good neighbors and good people, be kind, courteous, and just be forthright for things, I think we would be all much, much better. But I have to say this, though, because I think you make a good point. There are people listening right now that are thinking, yeah, but you're looking out for your neighbor and your relatives. If you just with a wink and a nod, don't say anything until they fill up. But you're just being selfish. No, I'm, I'm, being, I'm, not, I'm, know, not, I'm not arguing with your point. I'm saying there are people listening right now who are disagreeing with you yeah. for that very reason. Now, I'm like you. I might have told them, Doug, and I appreciate you, but I would not have walked in and told them. You know what I mean, Carrie? I'd give them a call on the way out of there. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, like, you know, you know, I'm not going to go in and say, hey, would you like me to pay, pay some more? Extra, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the way down the road. Uh, <laughs> and then maybe, you call. Yeah. maybe you go check out the gas pumps. But, but you know, he says, look out for your neighbor, look out for your friend, look out for the people. I, I think that if there are seven other people filling up at the time and you walk in and say, hey, um, there's a problem with the pumps. You just didn't look out for seven or eight other people. Mm. And it's not stealing because the price literally was on the pump. It's not like they were, you know, 
manipulating the pump to make it do that. Somebody set it up that way. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. What we should do about these Soros DAs when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Always glad to have this guy back, one of my better friends. It is actually one of my best friends. It's Nico LaHood. He's an attorney, the former DA in Bear County, Texas. Nico, how are you? Good to see you. I'm, I'm good. I used to be your best friend, but now I'm one of your better friends. I got a demotion, I guess. Well, I don't know what, I, I don't actually have any friends. So you're like my only friend. So that, <laughs> so that you're my best friend. You're my worst friend. You're my in-between friend. Um, uh, either way, you're, you're a guy who, even if we weren't as tight as we are, and we are tight, um, I still would go to you for legal questions because I'm confused by what it is that we're seeing in this country. You as the DA in, um, in Bear County, Texas, where San Antonio is, you are a guy who said, if you do the crime, you're going to do the time. I'm going to punish people who are doing bad things to good people in San Antonio and the surrounding areas. You were very successful at that, but you were primaried by a guy that was supported by about a million dollars of George Soros money. This guy, Gonzalez, whatever the hell his name is now, who's, I think he's, he's lame. He is not, he's not doing what you did as far as really punishing people who are committing crimes. In fact, he ran on the fact that he thought prostitution was okay, not really going to worry about drug charges much. I mean, he actually ran by saying, I'm not going to prosecute a whole lot of stuff. So uh, the first question I've got to ask before we get into what happened in L.A. County is why do you think George Soros wants more crime on the streets in America, so much so that he's spending tens of millions of dollars every election cycle to get people who won't prosecute criminals. I, you know, Joe, I think, and you've heard me say this before, I think it's an ideology. It's almost a religion. And so these people that want bigger government, they have to create circumstances and, and, and so much destruction in a community so government can come in and play small G God and fix everything. So they create their own problems. The government wants to make it better. And that means the government has more control. It's all about control. And to get that control, there has to be division. Yeah, but they aren't making it better, Nico. That's the thing. Um, I, I hear you. Uh, if it's a power and control grab, look how bad things are. Come to Papa. I'll take care of you. And then you've got to keep on rewarding us by keeping us on the throne. I understand right. that. But it's not getting any better. It's getting worse in Chicago. It's getting worse in San Francisco, worse in L.A., worse in, in Philadelphia. It's not. Wh- wh- where's the breaking point where they say, okay, have you had enough? Now let us save you. Because, well, but- because when you say defund the police, and those in government are hiring their own private security, they're not saying we're going to save you. They're, saving, we're, they're saying we're going to save ourselves. I didn't say they meant it. I just said okay. that's what they sell. I mean, you know what an oligarchy is. It's, it's, it's whatever. It's, it's, they want the benefit for the small group in charge. They could give a crap about everybody else. And so, yes, it's, it's rules for, for thee and not for me, as people have said before. Yeah. That's exactly what we believe is happening right now. When you look at the Soros-backed puppets or, sorry, district attorneys, when, and I have zero issue with someone donating a million-plus dollars to any candidate if it's allowed by the election laws and right. for the DA it's allowed. The problem is, Joe, is there's strings attached to that money. There's a set of ideas, and ideas have consequences. There's a set of ideas and ideology that comes along with that money. If you look at every Soros-backed DA slash puppet, they all do the same. That Nobody thinks outside the box. They all have the same policies, including the DA here in San Antonio, and they all have almost the same or at least similar results. So ideas have consequences. Their ideas suck. 
the people in San Francisco, finally even a left-leaning community, said enough's enough. I mean, the way I tell people is we have to have a safe community so we can disagree. I like it when people don't agree with me, and that's fine. Right. You have a right not to agree with me. But we have to have the right to persuade each other and the freedom to do that. And part of that freedom is having a safe community so we can disagree and try to persuade each other. And that's not what's happening in these communities that are Soros-backed DAs. It's Nico LaHood, former DA, Bear County, Texas, also LaHoodNorton.com. Um, He's a, an attorney there at the LaHood La uh, Norton uh, Law Firm. So uh, as we break down what happened in San Francisco, I want to get into that a little bit more in a second. Plus, at the school board in San Francisco, it's almost like San Francisco is getting conservative. It's weird. Um, right. where I want to look down south of San Francisco in L.A., um, and I know that you know uh, the periphery of this of this story. I know a little bit more, I think, because I just presented it to you a little while ago. But but let me let me just read some of what we know about this. This is the guy George Gascon. He was he was supported by Soros as the DA in um, in Los Angeles. And the story goes: two California cops are dead, while critics say super woke LA uh, District Attorney George Gascon didn't pull the trigger when he provided the bullets, but he did provide the bullets. The controversial prosecutor who's made a mantra of soft sentencing is in the midst of his second recall in a year, but that won't bring back El Monte Police Corporal uh, Michael Paredes, 42 years old, and Officer Joseph Santana, 31 years old, who were both shot to death in a low-rent motel outside of Los Angeles on Tuesday. Their dead killer, Justin Flores, 35, was on probation for illegally carrying a gun and had been banned from having a gun since 2011. Lawyer Kurt Schlichter wrote, Gascon flat out murdered these guys. That's up. Kurt says that. I didn't say that. Uh, story continues. According to the Los Angeles Times, Flores had served two prison terms for burglary and car theft. Last winter, he pleaded no contest to possessing a firearm as a felon. A career criminal, the weapons charge could have sent Flores back to prison for another three years. Instead, under Gascon's soft sentencing regime, he, uh, he received two years probation, 20 days time served. Republican Senator Ted Cruz tweeted, Officers Paredes and Santana gave their lives in the service of their fellow citizens. It's outrageous. The murderer was not in jail due to the reckless actions of George Gascon, a radical, soft-on-crime, Soros-backed DA. Just one day before the tragedy, his probation officer filed paperwork to have his probation pulled for allegedly beating his girlfriend last week. Instead, he was to be free until June 27th at a hearing. The probation department is investigating what led to the free ride. So, you and I talked briefly before we started today. And, and just I know that before, Joe. You, no, you gave me more information. No, right I, now. And I, under, I understand that. Uh, and I was going to ask you, given the information you have now, um, knowing who you are and knowing what you believe in the, in the rule of law and knowing what you believe in protecting and, and serving the community, should this guy have been out? Now, under, under the circumstance you just read to me, no. In Texas, he would have been considered a habitual. If you have two prior trips to prison for a third-degree felony or higher, and then you get charged with another third-degree felony, which in Texas, at least, felon in possession of a firearm is a third-degree felony, he would be facing habitual status, meaning that he minimal would be facing 25 years to life in prison. Wow. Doesn't mean you don't waive that habitual status as a plea bargaining, but you definitely, this person would not have been on two years probation under the circumstances here shouldn't have been in Texas. Secondly, if they were going to file a motion to revoke for, a, for, a, for a, essentially a family violence assault, you don't say, hey, no big deal. You stay out until the hearing, the motion to revoke hearing down the road. You get him in custody. You hold him in. You, you could put a bond amount on him if he's entitled to one, yeah. depending on the state and their legis and their laws. But but he's got to make a bond. There's two purposes of bond, Joe. As you know, I've told you this before, is to protect the community and to ensure the citizen accused shows up to court. Yes. The first one is to protect the community. Under these circumstances, now that you gave me the full scope of the facts, 
this person should not have been on probation and should not have been out pending his motion to revoke hearing. And I think there was a little bit of a question as to where they found the gun. He was carrying the gun, um, mm. and that's why he was uh, he was uh, in trouble for that. But he doesn't send him to, to, to jail at all. He's a two-time habitual offender. He's carrying a gun. Now he's being accused of beating up his girlfriend, and here's a guy we know has illegally carried a gun before. Well, Nico, why aren't we putting two and two together? I know you would have. Yeah, look, the, again, these it, it's a religion of these people. They have a, they have an idea of what they're trying to accomplish. And I look, I, I I'm not a I'm a truth theorist, not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. How can anyone not believe that these people under this ideology are not trying to destroy the communities that they're supposed to be protecting and overlooking? You know, Joe, that I had a restorative justice model, meaning for nonviolent offenders, yeah. can we help them become productive members of society? So the people that the society's pissed off at we try to help them help themselves to be productive. Yeah. The people that the society is afraid of, violent, then you do something different with them. And that's a real, I mean, it's the model that I used here in San Antonio. I think we did very well with it. I think the community thrived with it. Law enforcement felt supported. And we need to support the institution, the whole institution of law enforcement. If there's individual officers that do things wrong, we hold them accountable. Nobody's above the law. But the institution is good, and we need to support that. And so under those circumstances, Joe, these people, these, these DA-backed puppets, DAs, whatever you want to call them, are purposely following the rules. Soros is the one that's the DA over these communities. It's not these individuals that are stand-ins because everybody's following the same rule book. They're not even thinking for themselves. I mean, they, you literally can follow their policies and see the destruction that they show. It's attorney Nico LaHood. Go to LaHoodNorton.com. That's the website for his law firm. He's the former DA in Bear County, Texas. So as we're watching a situation like this unfold, we'll get back to Gascon in a moment. Let's go back to San Francisco that you mentioned. Chessa, Chess. I don't know how to say the guy's name. Boudin. Um, whatever. The, the guy was launched out of office. And this is in ultra-liberal ultra-radical left-wing San Francisco, the same San Francisco where they just kicked three radical members of the school board off of the school district school board. So something, the, the tide's turning. And you, 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 listen, you're not really a politician. You're a guy who went in there and did a really good job in an elected office. But I don't look at you as a politician. I look at you as somebody who loves the community, somebody who yeah. loves God, loves his family. Um, so, so as you watch San Francisco wake up, does it, does it at least make you smile when, when you're saying, okay, People have had enough. They're going to have to turn back to the good people to stop the bad people from doing what they're doing in their communities. And it doesn't matter if you're liberal or conservative. It doesn't matter if you're blue or if you're red. It matters if you can go to school and feel safe or you can go to work and feel safe or go to the grocery store and feel safe. It encourages me, Joe. It doesn't make me smile as if I told you so. Yeah. It encourages me because I don't want to be right on this thing. I want. I don't want any of us to be right. I want us to be safe. I want to make sure that the communities are safe, our children are protected, families can thrive, the citizen is large, government is small, citizen is large so we can pursue life, liberty, and happiness like our founding fathers wanted us to. And so I'm, I'm encouraged, someone like Virginia, a state like Virginia, even San Francisco, because what, what I think we're seeing here, Joe, is all of these ideas are theoretical until they're tested in your own life. And I really believe that's what happened in San Francisco. Right. Everything sounded good. We have a soundbite set of ideas that, that, that theoretically, man, that's wonderful. This utopia, they think it's wonderful until they realize that the reality of these crappy ideas doesn't play out that way. What I encourage people that, that lean conservative and are conservative, we should welcome people over. If anybody wakes up around you, don't shove it in their face. Don't say, ha ha, I told you so. Say, man, I'm so glad you finally think that way. Can we help change other people's minds and let them see the truth? 
I don't want to be right. I just want us to be safe, and I want this country to become great. It's not great right now, Joe. You and I talk about this in the past. It's the best out there, but I don't think it's great anymore. And and we just need to go back to our founding principles. Our founding fathers were brilliant. We should study that. I encourage everyone to go to Hillsdale College, and they have a free online course. I mean, I'm just saying it because it's good, Constitution 101. We need to know what we're protecting as we go out and advocate for the foundation that our founding fathers believed in, and we think we can get back to it. Website is LaHoodNorton.com. It's Nico LaHood, very good friend of mine, maybe my best friend. No, it's certainly my best friend. Nico, how many other friends? You, you, you by default, well, are, I'm my, honored. are my best friend. I hope are you okay with that? I'm honored and I'm scared, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we will figure it out. Let, 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 let me ask you this: I understand restorative justice, as you talked about. What I don't understand is social justice warriors who think that we have to give lighter sentences because of some ills of the past um, or because, you know, the Democrats were, were treating people worse who were dealing in crack than with, with powder cocaine because they wanted to be racist against black people, so on and so forth. Um, I just want an equal justice system that is blind, that will punish you duly, and hopefully you'll, you'll get rehabilitated to where you don't do it again. So knowing all of that, let, let me ask you very directly. Being, sure. Having been the DA, having been a criminal defense attorney, having been somebody who has been actually a, a, a guy who, who was a criminal as a kid. Yeah, um, sure. Can people really be rehabilitated? And if so, are we doing it the right way in America right now? Because why does this piece of crap at 35 have a, a rap sheet this long and he ends up dying um, you know, in a shootout where he killed two cops? Can you really rehabilitate somebody the way that we do it today? Not the way you just added something new to your question. Not the way we do it today. You know, I believe in redemption. I am an unapologetic and passionate follower of a first century Jew named Jesus Christ. And so I I, I believe in redemption. I I think I'm a a testimony of redemption. I know that anyone can change if they truly submit to a different way and different set of ideas. Romans 12, 2 talks about a renewed mind. So I always tell people when I was DA and I used to do these talks and be in all these political meetings and trying to this restorative justice piece and bringing people back into society from being incarcerated. I said, you want to change people's behavior, change the way they think. You can't just do behavior modification. You've got to have truly have a heart transformation. That's how you change the behavior. The behavior is only a reflection of what you believe. So if I believe that my wife and I have a duty to my wife to honor her and love her the way Christ loved the church, then I'm going to look at my wife differently. You don't have to tell me to treat her well. I, I think differently. If I believe in the duty of being a daddy and I'm supposed to raise our children, I believe children are a gift from the Lord, then I'm going to look at parenting differently. If I look at being a citizen in our community differently, being in my profession, friendships, dealing with trouble, whatever. If you want to change behavior, Joe, you change the way people think and you got to get deeper with them and not just put Band-Aids on symptoms. That's what we do. We just treat symptoms in our society. We started programs in here in Bear County when I was district attorney. I dealt with a lot of other public officials. They were open to it, and we saw some real change. We have the data to back it up. We know that faith-based programs are more effective than non-faith-based programs. How do we know that? Just look at AA. If you look at the origins of Alcohols Anonymous, you see it's a faith-based, Christian faith-based program. Now they've kind of generalized it now. But it, why is that a good program? Because it's getting people thinking outside themselves to look transcendent, not inward. And that's when you start changing minds and you start changing behavior and you see real transformation. So, yes, Joe, I do believe in redemption, but not the way we're doing it now. Hey, it's uh, Nico, LaHood, go to, Nico LaHood. Go to LaHoodNorton.com. That's the, uh, the website for his law firm. Former DA, Bear County. Maybe 30 seconds, Nico. So if we're not doing it right now, 
Uh, you know you can't say, let's push God or Jesus or fill-in-the-blank religion um, because you'll have the freaks on the left say, oh, it's unconstitutional. You can't make them have faith-based connection. How do you know that you're changing them then? You can't just look them in the eyes and, and just believe them. How do you know that you're making an effective change if you can't do what you just suggested? Now, I agree with you. Historically in this country, we built this country to have faith-based organizations involved in making things better in this country. That was never a question until the 1950s. So, so how do we get back to that knowing what you're going to be up against? You, you let people see that what the effects of ideas are. I, I, don't, I don't lead with a Christian idea. I mean, say, I'm going to give you Christian ideas. I just talk about ideas. We always want to label ideas. And, and we just need to talk about ideas. Look, everybody finds God in prison. And, and, and God and, and all faiths are welcome in prison. Why? Yeah. Why there? <laughs> because well, why not? And then when you talk about gun control, by the way, there's not a gun in prison, but it's one of the most violent places you're going to find right. in, in America. Well, then what does that mean? That means it's a hard issue. It doesn't matter about the object. They'll find something like a toothbrush and make it into a shank. Mm. And so all I'm saying is you just I, I like to share with people ideas. I don't label that idea. I just talk to them about an idea. And then at some point, like, where did you get this idea? Then we talk about where the roots is of it. And so I don't I, I disagree with people. I think we just need to have a discussion. If someone says, hey, I think the Hindu idea is better. OK, let's talk about it. But in the end, we should have the freedom to both advocate both ideas. Yeah. And then let's just see where the data takes us. I'm a data guy. I'm an evidence driven person, Joe. You know that. Yeah. And I, the proof is in the pudding. And so let's just test these ideas and see which one works. I just I want, look, good. Nico, I just want things to get better. I want things to get better. I want these pieces of garbage to get out. I want them to be rehabilitated. I want them to think they have a better life ahead of them. And I want them to have respect for their neighbors. And right now they don't. They have no respect. And we're adding to the lack of respect by having more and more of these DAs that are being backed by people like Soros. Nico, thanks for coming on with short notice today. It's thanks. Nico LaHood. Go to LaHoodNorton.com. That's the website for his law firm. It's Nico LaHood. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. God bless you, Dad. Thank right, you. Man. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you, the Joe Pag Show. Really glad to have Nico LaHood on. Gives us some insight into the Soros frame of mind when buying these DA the, these DA offices. And you know, you've got to stand up as a community and just fight back. That's why in LA County they've got a petition going. Looks like they're pretty close, if not already there, to the the number they need to recall this guy Gascon. He's no good, just like the guy Boudin or whatever his name was up in San Francisco. No good. You've got to get rid of people who don't want to uphold the the law and order that communities need, they trust, and, and want for their safety. 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. We're back after this. Joe Pags.